Welcome back to Mouth and Off Sports here, the flagship pod. And it's the Mouth and Off Sports Show Network with the big umbrella with a lot of pods. Fixing to talk sports with co-host Ryan Brown, who is joining us. Uh, the Cool Zone pod as well. Jonathan, uh, thank you for that. <laughs> Jonathan being a co-host of that here as well. And the Foxborough Files, Zach Lacey, co-host on that as well. And he's, of course, here. We got the full gang on the flagship pod. Uh, guys, how the fuck we doing? Draft edition. I mean, it's a great time. Second annual Mouth and Off Mock Draft. Woo! Let's go. Flagship, we're back. Facts. Happy to be here. Well, Jonathan. <laughs> Flagship is so fucking back. And what a better time. Second annual draft, a mock draft for the pod. The NFL Draft coming up next Thursday, and it's a big one for the Pats. We're going to touch on some of that as well after the mock draft, what we think they're going to do with their 10 picks. It's a it's a big one. It's a big one. With a huge offseason and a mediocre year uh, at best last year. Just a lot riding on, uh, on the line here with a big old draft for the Pats, but we will get started with a mock draft instead uh ryan would you like to tell us the order that we will be picking here yeah so uh after we did a 100 percent randomized draft uh order, don't know about that uh i will be making the first pick and Weird. every four picks after that jonathan will make the second selection and every four picks after dan will be making the third pick and every four picks after. And Zach will round us out with pick number four and every four after that. So we'll be taking turns making selections for each of the teams slotted in the first round. And uh, if your guy gets taken, I hope you have a backup plan, just like they do in the war room. Yeah. been uh, that's That was my last little thing I, I did uh, earlier when I was at work. I was like, I just want to make sure I got, I got names and I, I, don't, I don't get left with the bag. And, uh, and I got fucked, which I know, knowing this pod and knowing our mortal lock history, that shit's going to happen. We're going to get a lot of what the fucks, and it's, it's just, it's bound to happen. I mean, it only happened to you, what, twice, two or three times last in the last draft last year? I mean. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it just. You tried to take a guy that had already been taken? <laughs> you know, it happens. You know, I, I drafted a fantasy football team in a fucking shuttle van one time, you know. This you know, true. you're. You're, you're bound that's impressive. To, yeah, and somehow I didn't fuck that up, but I mean, some w- would argue on the pod, uh, I'm not going to name names, that I had the worst draft out of anybody, but <laughs> that's neither here nor there. We're not talking about fantasy football. It's not a fantasy football pod, per se. Um, can I can I just say one thing quick? I mean, I, I miss this person. I think they misspoke about which team you had the worst draft in because I do recall another team you lost like 10 straight. Honestly, the worst losing streak I've ever seen in fantasy football ever. Yeah, so anyways, not a fantasy football pod. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, anyways, as Ryan laid it out for you, he's going to make the first pick. Jonathan, number two. Me at number three. Zach, four. And again, second annual. Um, and uh, 
Yeah, interesting too, because this top three, had we done this like a month ago, for whatever reason, um, it would have been a lot different because of trades being made and whatnot and teams moving up, John's moving up for other John's. Um, yeah. So, I mean, without further ado, Ryan, I mean, you might as well get us freaking started, kid. Yeah. Well, I won't waste too much time here. Jacksonville owns the number one pick and uh, everyone knows that Trevor Lawrence, the quarterback out of Clemson will be going off the board first to Jacksonville. Uh, consensus best quarterback in the draft class consensus best overall player in the draft urban Meyer gets his quarterback of the future to try and lead the Jags back to prominence so the Jags take Trevor Lawrence quarterback Clemson uh with the second pick in the draft the Jets hold uh much like the Jacksonville Jaguars it seems over the the past few months especially in the last you know six or seven weeks it's been pretty much locked in the Jets are taking Zach Wilson, quarterback, out of BYU. If they select a different player, I think every mock draft you see will be completely stunned. It's pretty obvious. Zach Wilson going second to the Jets. All right. Uh, number three, you know, the Niners move up. They slide up. They move a bunch of capital to, you know, obviously take a quarterback here. Um, been speculation on who – that would be Mac Jones was flown out there initially. And now it seems like the conversation is moving to Justin Fields, even though he just sort of revealed or it came out that he deals with epilepsy and it doesn't affect football and all that, you know, I don't think that's going to really affect his stock. Um, so I have uh, the 49ers at number three, taking Justin Fields. I, I think that's where he gets taken. This guy was a top two guy. Uh, it was the consensus a year ago was Lawrence and Fields like, that was the consensus. And I know that's changed a bit since. And um, yeah, I, I just think the Niners, even if they really do don't mind sitting uh, whoever they pick for a year and they're going to roll with Jimmy, he wouldn't be the worst option, I guess, but I'd still like to start him if I were them. But yeah, number three, Justin Fields. Oof, all right. So as the people say, here's where the draft really begins at four. You know, there's three quarterbacks going. The Falcons at four here. They got Matt Ryan. They got a terrible cap situation. But Arthur Blank, the owner, loves him some quarterbacks. Falcons sent their GM, head coach, and OC to all five of the top guy, top QBs pro days. Uh, Arthur Blank says, Peter King said Arthur Blank is fascinated by the quarterbacks top the draft, thinking the franchise might not be in such an advantageous position to take one for years. Do they take a quarterback? Do they take pits? They've been fielding calls from people trying to trade up for a quarterback. I think because of Arthur Blank, they end up staying pat and they take Trey Lance to sit behind Matt Ryan for a year or two and be their quarterback of the future. Trey Lance at number four. Okay. Wow, that would be history. The quarterbacks have not gone four straight to start a draft in NFL history. So that would be something if they did uh, go quarterback. Uh, so the Bengals are sitting with the fifth pick. Uh, they obviously have plenty of needs. Uh, they could choose to add some skill position weapons on offense for Joe Burrow. Uh such as Jamar Chase, the wide receiver out of LSU, who Joe Burrow played in college with. 
Uh, but ultimately, I think they'll make the correct choice, and that would be to protect their prized franchise quarterback at all costs, and especially with Burrow coming off ACL surgery. And so what do you do? You get the best offensive lineman in the draft. And so that would be Panay Sewell, uh, offensive tackle for the Oregon Ducks, 6'6", 330. Need I say more? It would be so bangles of them not to take Sewell. It would be. It really <laughs> would be. Like, <laughs> leave it to them to let Burrow, like, talk them into taking a wide receiver. Yeah. I, I could totally see that. 100%. Uh, with the six pick... The uh, which is held by the Miami Dolphins. A lot of people think they're going to go an offensive skill position here. I would have to agree with them. I would have expected them to go wide receiver, but with four quarterbacks going in the top four in this draft, followed by an offensive lineman, I think they are going to take the best player available, and that is going to be Florida's tight end, Kyle Pitts. Just a freak athlete at the tight end position. Lock him in, him and Gusecki, a one-two punch with uh, Tua, and you, you're set for years to come down in South Beach. Damn. All right. Well, it's a solid pick. I, you know, feel like Pitts, Pitts can't make it that, you know, like if, if Falcons aren't going to take him, you know, there at four, you know, there's no way he, you know, gets past like the top 10. Um, so that's, that's a good pick, Jonathan. Uh, so for, the Detroit Lions at number seven. Um, I got them taking LSU's Jamar Chase, uh, the top rated wide receiver in the draft. Obviously the Bama guys are great too, but again, you just traded away Matt Stafford, who is, you know, you know what you're going to get from him a lot more than Jared Goff. You got to give Jared Goff, uh, you know, more weapons to throw to. You got to do something there and what other way to do it. Uh, what better way to do it rather than drafting uh, Jamar Chase um, at the number six spot? Seven. Seven, sorry. Yeah. All right. That was you, guy. <laughs> number eight, Panthers just traded for their new quarterback, uh, and Sam Darnold. He's seeing you know, he's seen the all year. Friend of the program. Sam Darnold. Friend of the program. Sam Darnold. program. <laughs> this is – this is where it gets it's interest, interesting too. Uh, I think the Panthers have a real good shot of trading back here, especially with those four quarterbacks going right away. Mac Jones would be the only one left that's going in the first round here. I think somebody gets a little skittish and ends up trading up to Panthers pick. I don't know if that's the Pats. I don't know if it's somebody else. But Mac Jones is going eight uh, in a trade. The Panthers trading out. Oh, man. Uh, let me tell you, uh, the folks over at the Denver, uh, executive front office would not be too happy to see <laughs> all of the potential first round quarterbacks go before they're at nine. Uh, so that would be, that would be a little bit disappointing for them. Uh, cause if, if one of those five had been on the board for them at nine, I think they would have been very tempted to take a quarterback here. Uh, but also I can. I don't. I also don't think they're ready quite yet to give up on Jonathan's boy Drew Locke just yet. Oh, so, you. I think regardless of whether it's Mac Jones still on the board or not, I actually think the Broncos will go linebacker here, 
and they will take Micah Parsons, the linebacker from Penn State, and pair him up with Vaughn Miller. And that could be quite the dynamic duo for a couple of years. Ooh. Wow, that's that would be a surprise pick uh, to me. Uh, let me tell you, Jerry Jones and the Cowboys at 10 have to be ecstatic to see basically every defensive player except Micah Parsons still on the board. And with that reason, they're going to take Patrick Sertin, Sertain the second out of Alabama to help fix their pass defense, which was just god-awful last year. Just horrendous. Uh, so that's they get the top defensive back on the board. Uh, Jerry Jones has to be excited about that. Well, I would sure hope so. That they definitely definitely could use that on that side of the ball. Uh, number pick number eleven. I got the New York Giants uh, helping out good old Danny Dimes a little bit more. They're going to take uh, Devonta Smith um, out of Alabama. You know they love taking uh, skill guys high in the first round. Um, they don't mind doing that. Um, they'll take a running back, you know, like top, top three, you know, if you let them. Um, but yeah, DeMonta Smith, wide receiver, obviously out of Alabama. And then, you know, pair him with Kenny Galladay and Darius Slayton, Sterling Shepard, if he stays healthy. And you're going to actually start to be like, all right, Danny Dimes, you, you got weapons now. Um, let's see what you got, kid. With Saquon and uh, Saquon coming back too. I mean, Danny Dimes has no excuses. Yeah, seriously. Uh, at 12, I think the Eagles would be looking at Parsons and Sertain if they got there. But with uh, Jalen Waddell somehow sliding all the way down to them at 12 in this, they'll be more than happy to take him and give Jalen Hurts uh, another big weapon on the outside. So Eagles go wide receiver at 12. That is – is that four Bama players out of the last five picks? I'm sensing a Bama bias here. <laughs> I wonder uh, why. Yeah. Uh, so, 13, we've got the L.A. Chargers. Uh, they've got some needs here. They With, with Justin Herbert, uh, you obviously want to have the best O-line you can have. They started to address that in the offseason with a couple of free agent signings. Uh, they could also try and shore up corner uh, or even look to wide receiver. But in this case, with the top three wide receivers off the board, that's no longer an option. Sertain's off the board. They could look at uh, Casey Horn or JC Horn, uh, rather. Uh, he would be the, he's the second best corner or defensive back on the board. But I think ultimately they're going to want to, they're going to take the same sort of approach that the Bengals will. And that's just protect Herbert at all costs. And so I think they'll take the next best available O-lineman, and that would be Rashawn Slater, the offensive tackle out of Northwestern. That would be very wise of them to do. Protect your young guy. Oh, thank you. <laughs> All right. So at 14 is the Minnesota Vikings. Um, Minnesota, a bit of a disappointing team last year. Very run-heavy. Um, I bet they would have hoped that Slater could have dropped them. They, they might've taken him, but since he's gone, I am going to go with Jalen Phillips out of Miami to Minnesota at 14. They need to get after the quarterback, especially in a 
division with Aaron Rodgers. So they, they help load up on the edge. All right. All right. All right. So here we go. Uh, with the Patriots at number 15. So, you know, again, it's tough, you know, with all those guys out, I don't think they take Trask. Um, I think this is a spot where if it were to play out like this, again, I think Bill just kind of, he just kind of goes to his strength or goes to what he knows best. And I think that is on the uh, defensive side of the ball. And I don't think it's going to be, you know, I don't think he's going to reach, you know, if, if you know what I mean, I, I, I just don't see that. So Christian uh, Barmore, the defensive line, um, again, you know, I think they could use some help along that side of the ball um, on the D line and, you know, Sertan, I almost went there, but again, they have J they retain JC Jackson. I don't think that, you know, if he stays on the team, if they don't trade him, they're fine at corner if they keep uh, Gilmore and, or, you know, don't trade him either. So, uh, yeah, taking a D lineman there, uh, Christian Barrymore for the Pats at 15. Uh, they don't get their quarterback, I guess. Sad face at 15. Tough. Well, DS, it's a good thing you didn't have them taken Sertan because he's already off the board. Yeah, that would have um, been uh, that would have been DS move. Oh off. shit, that's right. <laughs> I got I I totally yeah. I was just like going through everything, and I I must have just missed that one. My bad. Do, do you need uh, do you need a recap so far, Dan? Nope. All right, all right. Uh, Sixteen Arizona need a, they need a lot of help at corner. They're two both their starters are on one year deals. Patrick Peterson's gone. Uh, they'll go best available corner and take J.C. Horn out of South Carolina. Sheesh. All right, so that brings us to pick 17. The back end of the first round begins. Raiders uh, could look to go O-line here. I mean, they shipped out, moved on from three of their starting offensive linemen from last year. So that's a possibility, but they also need help all across the board on defense. And so I think they're going to start the draft on defense. I think they're going to look at linebacker and I think they're going to draft Jeremiah Owosu Koromoa, the linebacker from Notre Dame. Uh, he is a quality pass rusher junior out of, from the fighting Irish. I think that's the penalty here. Uh, given that the Raiders 2020 free agents at linebacker were garbage. All right. All right. So next up at 18 is the Miami Dolphins. This will be their second pick in the first round. I think they did well in the first round to get a, a um, skill position guy to help out Tua. But this time they'll go to a different side of the ball. Um, and I will go, they're going to go on, get an edge rusher here. And they're going to pick Quiddy Pay out of Michigan, edge rusher, to help uh, a division that will be f with uh, Josh Allen, Zach Wilson, and God knows whoever is playing quarterback <laughs> for the New England Patriots. So Quiddy Pay out of Michigan. All right. 
with the 19th pick. Uh, so we got the Washington football team. Um, you know, kind of boring pick here, but they got, you know, a competitive quarterback room. I'm not saying it's a good one, but albeit they have the competition and they're going to have to protect whoever the hell is throwing the ball for that team. Uh, so I'm going to go with uh, the next ranked uh, or rated rather offensive lineman to do so. And that's Elijah Vera Tucker um, out of USC. And yeah, that's a uh, football team's pick at 19. And uh, yeah, sure up whoever the hell is throwing you the ball. All right, uh, go on to Chicago at 20. Bear they down. Some, bear down. Air they weather. got some holes. Wide receiver outside of Allen Robinson, his whole situation is not looking great. Um, a lot of the Bears, Homer reporter guys, are saying that Devonta is going to fall to them at 20. I don't <laughs> see that happening whatsoever. <laughs> so I think they'll, ha- they'll end up going – uh, cornerback and take Caleb Farley from Virginia Tech. All righty, great so athlete, more help for the Bears. D. Uh, at twenty-one, the Colts are on the clock. Uh, they're probably going to be looking at the defensive side of the ball. Although again, like some of the other picks I've made offensive tackle is certainly an option. Uh, they've got a uh, uh, Catanzaro or Costanzo retiring. Uh, so they could definitely look over tackle to fill in the hole there, but they're also losing Justin Houston and Denico Autry uh, sort of as like edge rushers. So I think they're going to be looking for a versatile guy on the edge. And Aziz Ojulari, the D-end O-linebacker, outside linebacker for from Georgia, fits the bill there. He's an all-purpose defensive end, uh, can line up on the stance or standing up. Uh, he's, he's, I think the Colts will go Aziz Ojulari, 21. All right. At 22, we have the Tennessee Titans. I think that Tennessee is going to look offense uh, at this pick. I think if one of the offensive linemen that we had talked about uh, slips, they could go with them. But I am going to go with Rashad Bateman, wide receiver out of Minnesota at 22 to Tennessee. They just lost Corey Davis in the offseason to free agency. So they need um, someone to fill his spot. So I think they will go with the wide receiver out of Minnesota, Rashad Bateman. All righty. The great pick. Thank you. Fucking New York Jets at 23 here. I think we're going to see back-to-back uh, wideouts picked. I think um, Elijah Moore out of Ole Miss will end up going. Uh, you know, if you're going to take, you know, Zach Wilson, you know, not that you have have to but you know i could just see the jets pulling that uh quarterback at three and then later on we'll grab our skill guy uh to throw him in there um so elijah moore there uh as ryan would say fits the bill (laughs) (laughs) Ah, nice yeah you know all right uh steelers at 24 uh 
they know that James Conner just isn't it. So Najee Harris coming off the board from Bama, absolute beast of a running back, going to man their backfield. Damn. That brings us back to the Jags at 25. So I get to make both of the Jags first round picks here. They already got Lawrence. Uh, They could look to add some more skill position players or even bolster the O-line. But I think they'll look to go defense with their second pick in the first round. Uh, I think they'll go with the best defensive lineman on the board, given that they no longer have Calias Campbell's services. Uh, I thought Christian Barmore would be here, but he's not. Uh, So (laughs) the next best available would be Jalen Phillips, the defensive end from Miami. So I I picked uh, him. He's he's gone. Oh, he pulled a DS. (laughs) Ah, I talked. I spoke that way. (laughs) Let's go. You know, it's only fitting. Hall pain. It is pain. Well, they would be they would be forfeiting the pick in that round, but uh, <laughs> uh, so they'll they'll uh, sneakily take uh, Ronnie Perkins, Oklahoma at the end. All right, all right. Sorry that you had to go through that traumatic experience, <laughs> Ryan. Well, you know, if you looked at your fucking phone, you would have helped me out. But no. <laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm too busy in the pond. Too busy in the pond. Piece of shit. All right, so at 26, the good old Cleveland Browns coming off their first playoff appearance and playoff win in basically forever. Uh, They got good things building up there. I think they're going to go defense here. Um, They're going to help their secondary out a little bit, uh, and they're going to go with Trevon Morig. uh, Safety out of TCU. They're going to go with Trevon Morig out of TCU. Weepy cracker. Racist. Thanks. Thanks for doing that. You're welcome. So. Jonathan's a piece of shit. Thank you. Thank you. MichaelScott.gif. At number 27, we got the Baltimore Ravens here. Um, So a little bit of a curveball. I can't take him. Can't take Morig. So. I'm going to have to go with uh, – oh, God, I'm going to fuck this name up. I don't care. Um, Ifitu Melifonwu um, out of Syracuse, cornerback. Um, again, I personally, I think that they're going to try to beef up their uh, secondary a little bit, whether or not they get Mo, Mo Rig or um, the corner Melifonwu. I think that that's something that they could use on that side of the ball. Obviously, their offense isn't perfect, but – you know, you got to help out both sides of the ball and their secondary could use uh, some help there. And, you know, the dude's fucking six, three, that's not bad. He's got good size. So it's probably a good fit there. All right. Uh, Saints just lost Drew Brees, um, but they're pretty set on offense. Otherwise they're going to look defense here and take Zavin Collins, the linebacker out of Tulsa. You fucking cuck. 
Yeah, so if, if you didn't get the message, Green Bay is now furious because they, they wanted Zayvon Collins very much so. <laughs> uh, however, they could go a number of different directions here. It doesn't have to be just linebacker. They've got some holes to fill in. They could go O-line to fill a, a need, pair up uh, another tackle to go with David Bakhtariari. Uh, they could upgrade at linebacker or even corner, or they could finally do Aaron Rodgers a solid here and add a wide receiver. So with that in mind, we're going to go, we're going to do Aaron Rodgers a solid here. Wide receiver out of Purdue, Ron, Rondell Moore. Mm. All right. At pick number 30, your defending AFC East champion, Buffalo Bills. They're not mine. Uh, they're building something out in Western New York, New York's team, only team from New York. And they are going to be ecstatic to see that cornerback Greg Newsom II out of Northwestern has fallen to them at 30 to pair up. Uh, against Tredavious White as their second cornerback. Uh, and that is going to be who they pick. Greg Newsom, the second out of Northwestern, going to the Bills. Okay, there with the 31st. Fuck the Bills, by the way. They're not my AFC East champion. Well, they definitely are. But they're not mine. <laughs> um, number 31, we got the reigning, Jonathan's reigning AFC uh, champions. The Kansas City Chiefs, uh, I think at this spot, you know, th they're going to probably try to pair somebody up with Chris Jones there on the O-line. I like Alex Leatherwood out of Alabama. Anytime you get a guy, you know, big, big guy out of Bama, he's probably going to work out for you. The dude, again, 6'6", six, six, I'm sorry, but that you know, dude is 6'6", six, six, over 300, the fucking – that's a tank right there. That's that's an athletic tank that will help protect Pat Mahomes because, I mean, you don't want that dude throwing horizontal again in the biggest in one of the biggest games you know of his career. You don't want him having to, you know, because it felt like in that Super Bowl, every other play he was just running for his life, like at, like absolutely running for his life, and they'll probably do something there, help him out a bit because I, I think they're fine you know, in the other areas, especially offensively. And to round out the first round at pick 32 is those, uh, those guys down in Tampa. Um, Let's go Bucks. They're returning at like everybody. Literally. Um, so, wow, I think I might DS, DS this, but um, they're going to take uh, – I'm worried about – they're going to take Christian Darisaw, offensive lineman out of Virginia Tech. Um, Good. They're either going to – yeah, they're going to take yeah. offensive lineman. <laughs> I'm good. He, he was waiting yeah. for the all clear. <laughs> Whew. Whew all right. Uh, <laughs> I was really nervous about that one. Yeah, um, you said that. You were, like, looking both ways. <laughs> I was. I was looking all around the room. <laughs> They get another offensive lineman in case somebody goes down to protect Brady and be the future of their offensive line. Beautiful. Beautiful. That is 
officially uh, the mouth and off mock draft of 2021. I mean, it's a beautiful sight to see. And well, if the 2021 perform, if the 2021 performs any like the 2020, it's going to be a bust after round like six. Or after it's going to be, it's going to be hot. It's going to start hot. It'll start real hot though. I don't think anybody has a mock draft that's going to start cold. Yeah. Number okay. one and one and two is a virtual certainty. Three, you've got a 50 50. Facts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. A mock draft's going to be a tough scene this year. I think that should be fun. Yeah. Fun uh, annual thing to suck ass in. Um, Just dude, beat wait. little Mike. That's all you got to do. How 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 old do you guys feel right now that Asante Samuel Jr. is about to get picked in this draft? Zach, Why? I feel old enough already. Okay. Wow, that's wild. That fucking that dude. What? Why you gotta do that, right? I, I mean, was just bro. scrolling down the list. And so I didn't, <laughs> that's crazy. I'm I'm the pain meme right now. I'm every pain <laughs> meme you've ever seen. Well, he's going to be one day older because, according to us, he's not getting picked till Friday. So he, he's not that young when he gets picked. Sick. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, with that being said, um, the mock draft being over, you know, we're a big football pod. Obviously, this draft is a big fucking draft for the New England Patriots. They're coming off a seven to nine year. They just spent out their anus in free agency. Just, just Billy big bucks over here. Fucking spending like he's, you know, I don't know, Christmas shopping for the whole goddamn family. Um, But now they have the draft and they have 10 picks in this draft. One first rounder, uh, one second rounder, one third rounder. They got three fourth round picks. Um, a fifth rounder, obviously two seconds and one seventh round pick. And the first pick obviously is a huge one as well. Picking at number 15, you know, are they going to be able to nab their guy at 15 for a quarterback? We just ran through a little simulation for y'all and really it was slim pickings. You know, I was sitting there, I'm like, I don't think they would take Kyle Trask. You know, I just, it's like if Mac Jones or if they have the chance to trade up to Mac Jones or Justin Fields, you know, I think there's a good chance that happens. Um, But at the same time, you just don't know. You don't know. Like you said, Ryan, Denver might be clamoring to get up there and nab one of those guys as well. Three of them are going to be off the board after the first three picks. So Obviously, a huge draft. So I just want to get our thoughts on how the Pats are going to draft this year. Basically, not like what we necessarily want them to do, but just what we think they're going to do based on what they did in free agency or lack thereof in certain spots, (laughs) quarterback, um, and just what their plan is at the draft because – you know, again, they shored up a lot of the big holes that they needed to in free agency. There was only one hole, again, really, that they didn't. Um, so we'll see. They were extremely aggressive in free agency. Will they? Will that translate to the draft? Are they going to be also very aggressive? Or are we going to see trade down Bill? 
like like that's happened. I think the last time they traded up in the first round was to get Dante Hightower in 2013, I believe, or 12. Well, that's been a while. Out. Yeah, it's been a long time. Um, you know, obviously, if he if Bill picked like a skill guy in the first round again, I think we'd all we'd all be on the edge of our seats like, holy shit! Like, I don't know if this this ain't a good idea, Chief. Um, but again, let's just kind of go over what we think they're gonna do. Uh, Cause I think that's, you know, it's the biggest thing next week for this team, their biggest draft, arguably since the Brady draft uh, it's cause Stidham. Yeah. Fourth rounder, whatever. You still had Tom at the time. This is like nut cutting time. It's been 13 months and your quarterback room is Cam Newton and Jarrett Stidham 13 months later. So something's got to give. I personally think, you know, I'll just kick us off with a little something. I don't think they get their guy. Um, I mean, I've been like back and forth on it because I'm fixing to talk sports. If Mac Jones is there at 15, I think they take him. I, but if, if no Mac, if your option is basically Kyle Trask there, I, I don't, I don't see them doing that. I see them being safer, which is what I fear. Because I just I, I have a fear that if they don't get one of those top guys, it's either just going to be pushed back or it's going to be more like, a, oh, looks like, you know, we're going to be rolling with Cam or maybe, you know, it's not as focused on. Whereas if they, you know, are able to have a guy slip, that'd be absolutely huge. But again, me personally, I've been coming around on they're just going to end up taking a big guy, a big defensive guy on the line at 15. So I, I got to get your, you to clarify that. So if, if Mac Jones and the top, the rest of the top five quarterbacks aren't available, would, are you saying that you would rather than reach and take a, a, a Trask or a Kellen no. Mond? No. Okay. No, like, like, like a Kellen Mond, if he's there like later, like in the second, I'd be more okay with that. If that's like if that's what they had to do, right? Like if they can't trade up, and all of a sudden all these guys are getting scooped up before they can even, you know, get a seat at the table or whatever, like then, you know, I think there's a realistic chance of that because like all these guys, again, like are just getting rated high. All of a sudden, Zach Wilson's going too, and now three guys are going to be taken pretty much immediately. Uh, you know, Bill might have to act quickly on draft night. And I don't know. He, he was willing to spend plenty of money, but um, I don't know in the draft if, if, if he's going to do that. Like, is Bill really going to trade up and take a guy? Because then you're really – you're putting your sack on the table if you're doing that. You know, not that I wouldn't like it. I, I would love it. But, you know, you, you trade up and you take a guy that, like, you're, you are – you are doubling down. That is like, all right, this is my guy. This is what we're going to do. Um, but that, you know, obviously I just feel personally it won't happen. It's going to, it's going to be sort of a letdown on a lot of people's parts, but yeah, it's going to be like, Oh shit, we're left with the bag and we'll take a big guy, throw him on the line. Yeah, I mean they could they could end up with a a pretty good player there at 
at 15 if uh, all these quarterbacks are going early and people are, end up reaching up for people um, that some of these higher rated uh, prospects start falling down a little bit to 15 and whatnot. Um, I mean, I, I would be sad if they went this whole draft without a quarterback. Um, do they have to trade up to, to the top 10 and get one of those guys for me to be happy? I'd be happier if they got one of them rather than a Callan Mond or Trask in the second round or whatnot. Um, because I just, those guys, I don't think are as ready, uh, to play right now. And I honestly believe that with a competent quarterback, they're, they're a playoff team right now with all the additions mm-hmm. they made in the off season. Mm-hmm. So I, I wouldn't like to see them have to wait around again. I mean, we're not used to the, the Pats being bad. So maybe that's a little spoiled, but you know, that's what, it, that's the way it is around here. Yeah, no, I mean, 1000%. Uh, I mean, uh, it's yeah, Ryan, I, I know that the question is what, what do we think they're going to do? And I think, I think we all know it's more likely that they trade back uh, than they trade up. History has shown that to be the case. Uh, or if anything, they'll just stand pat and see what fall, who falls to them, who's available at 15. Obviously, I think most of us are in agreement, if not all of us, that we'd love to see the Pats uh, lay it all on the line, trade up as far as they can or as they need to to get their franchise quarterback whether it's uh, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, uh, or even Mac Jones, whoever that may be. Um, Mac Jones might be a little bit more of a stretch there. Um, But if they can't get quarterback uh, uh, in the first round, I'm sorry. I think the draft is, on the surface, a disappointment. I'm not – obviously, the players that they get could turn out to be great, and be carve out significant roles in the roster in the years to come. And you, you look back and it, and it's like, Oh, this was one of Bill's best jobs ever uh, in the draft. But on the surface, when you come out of it, if he doesn't nab a quarterback, especially in the first round, I think the, the, the story to be told is that Bill wasn't willing to go all in to solve the one problem his team has going to the, into the, the 2021 season. That's quarterback. Like Zach said, everything else is pretty much solved except for maybe wide receiver. You went out and you addressed tight end in the offseason. You've got this stone-cold offensive line. You know you've got a great defense all around. You've got the pieces in place at all three levels. Uh, And you've got plenty of running backs to spare. And you even went out and signed a couple of – above average at best wide receivers to kind of add more depth. So you're really, you're really just looking for that quarterback to put it all together. So if they don't get a quarterback in this draft, I think it's a disappointment, but I also don't think that, like you said, Dan, I'm not sure they're going to make it happen. And so my, my gut tells me they won't be able to pull it off and I'm going to be disappointed. Mm -hmm. Jonathan. Yeah. I mean, just to harp on what you guys said, I I would like to see them take a quarterback. Obviously, in a dream world, one of those top guys falls to them at 15. 
But if they don't, I just I just think they take the best player available. Um, primarily, that's probably going to be a defensive player because the uh, top of the draft is so offensive heavy. I don't hate the idea of like a, a day two guy, as you mentioned, like Kellen Mon, Trask, um, the the Davis kid out of Stanford. Some people I keep hearing that name talked around the Patriots. I, I think there there's something about him that they like, but I mean, it is what it is. I mean, they loaded up on free agency. They seem like they're, you know, they're basically like a quarterback away on paper, at least. So it would be nice to see them address it with a high pick, but I just, I don't, unless all the cards drop into their hands, I just, I don't, I don't see it happening. Yeah. Well, and that's why too, like I, like I, I understand why they brought back Cam and like when they did, but like it, they didn't bring anyone else in. And it's like, you know, at the very least, can we have someone in the room that, you know, can get the ball to some of these guys, especially the tight ends. Um, and again, I, I think a guy like Mac Jones would be the perfect uh, guy to, to do that or fields obviously, or whatever my fear is that like, again, they don't, they don't use a high draft capital on a quarterback and they sort of wait to see where the chips fall. Like they kind of did last year ultimately. And they're like, you know, whatever's sort of at the end of the road, whether or not San Francisco ever caves on trading away, Jimmy G. I, I just have a fear that, that bill, you know, is content or like not, not, not content long-term, but like, almost like throws his hands up, like, you know, I'm not going to take a guy I don't believe in. Like, who knows if, if he even, you know, feels comfortable, you know, if a guy slid to him, taking him, you know, I, I thought maybe there was a chance when uh, Jordan Love, didn't Jordan Love slip last year and they could have taken him if they wanted to, but they ended up not. And then Packers did. Um, yep. Yeah. And some people thought Jordan Love could have went to the past that year. And I know it was different a bit like the urgency wasn't quite what it is now, especially all the money being spent, but yeah, it would just really suck if on all levels, right. If they take a guy in like the fourth round, right. And it's like, all right, we're rolling out cam two young guys. What do we got again? Like to me, that would be just unacceptable, you know, for, for what they were last year and some of their, you know, aging veterans, you know, can still give you something like, a, you know, McCordy and Hightower and like to just roll out cam out there would be a slap in the face. It'd be an absolute slap in the face to anybody who cares about the scene. Cause anybody with, with two eyeballs can tell you that I, I'm sorry, Ryan, I, you know, cam's a great dude, but the guy can't play at a high level anymore. He he's not, you know, and it's not his fault, but he can't, and he's not right. He's not the right guy for this team right now. And I just really wonder if that aggressiveness translates at all into the draft. It better. And, it better. They haven't had good drafts in years. I mean, like you'll hit on a guy here and there, but they, they haven't had, 
many good drafts. And they had that draft in 2017 where they only had like four picks because of uh, they had lost whatever, at least the first round pick uh, from Deflategate. And like, you got to hit on guys here. You can't just, you know, two, three years from now, if they're back in the shitter, you can't just go out there and spend 200 million again and think you're going to solve it. You got to be able to draft again. So yeah, let's see it. You got 10 picks. You got 10 picks, Bill. Do well, something with it. Let me let me ask you and and Zach and Jonathan this. What's the most draft capital you're willing to give up to move up to four, seven, eight, wherever it may be, to get the quarterback that you want? What's the most draft capital you want you're okay with giving up? For me, it would be um 15 obviously Mm -hmm. next year's first and this year's second um and maybe a third and then you could they could might send you like a fourth or a fifth something like that um just because you give up 15 fine you give up the second round pick that's whatever i mean that's in the 40s i mean that's a good pick but it, it sweetens the deal. And next year's first, if you're moving up to get your guy, you think that you're going to be really good next year. So that first round pick next year should be, you know, 24 to 30, basically. So for that, I would I would do that. So uh, two firsts and a second would be um, would be what I would give up, willing to give up to move up to four it might take a little bit more than that but at least i feel like that could get you like eight or ten at least in the draft yeah i don't know about doing that for 10 but if you can if you can get basically you know mac jones if you're doing it for mac jones then yeah i would be comfortable with that with that amount too at four yeah. Interesting. Zach, what would you give up? Um, well, I'm not trading up to four and taking Mac Jones. That that's for sure. Uh, I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. He's he's a he's clear number five on my on my list. And if uh San Francisco doesn't somehow take fields, then uh trade the farm and go to four and get feet and get and get fields. Um but yeah, if they're moving up to eight, um, two first and the, the well, yeah, the two first, and I, I would really like them not to have to give up the second because that's a it's a high second round pick. It's a that's a solid pick for this year. Um, and they could share up some other holes. So two first, maybe a third and a fifth, and they send you back a fourth, something like that. Um. Well, the reason I ask, yeah, the reason I ask is because San Francisco, in order to jump up to three, had to give up the 12th overall pick this year, two future firsts, and a third just to get number three. So that's basically what it's going to take. Maybe it's a fourth instead of a a third, uh, or maybe it's a second instead of a, a, instead of a first and a second instead of a two firsts, but. Mm. Uh, that's what it's going to take to get up to four. And 
I'm okay with that. If you are getting one of Justin Fields or Trey Lance, uh, I would much rather Justin Fields than Trey Lance, but if it's Trey Lance, so be it. If, if Mac Jones becomes the target, then I don't want to really trade up any higher than like nine or 11. Like I, I really don't want to have to give up a ton of draft capital to move up to get Mac Jones. I, I, I like him. I think he would be a, a very good player for the Patriots uh, I think he's a guy that could come in and start right away. Day one, you wouldn't have to sit behind anyone and learn. Um, but I also don't think I'm not sure if I'm comfortable mortgaging the future for Mac Jones. So if I would prefer that you, if I would prefer you move up a little bit, maybe to 11 to get Mac Jones, but I don't want you really jumping into the top 10 to have to get, take Mac Jones away from like Denver at nine or something like that. Um, but that's, that's just how I feel about it. Yeah. I mean, like, like personally, like, I, yeah, like I, I just, I didn't have it in front of me. I, I don't think um, he's going to get taken at four or anything, but like basically whatever you have to get up to, to get him, you know, I, I'm okay with giving up a little bit. Um, I mean, he might go three if, if the well, rumors might, are true. Yeah. That'd might. be wonderful. He might, and then like Zach said, if, if that happens, you trade the farm and you get fields. Um, but yeah, Wait, like, Belichick do that. No, I, it's it just won't. it no would way. be it would be pants off nation here, <laughs> like the the whole area. I mean, it everybody's pants would just fly off. Like you would have no idea what even happened. You'd just be like, bro, I got no pants, dog. They just traded up and got Justin fucking Fields. I mean, that would be, again, that would be Belichick just throwing his set on the table and saying, that's my guy. He slipped. I'm taking him. I know what I got in him. And, again, if you wanted to start Cam, I'm just saying hypothetically, you probably wouldn't have to change the offense at all. Like They could probably run a pretty similar type of offense um where you know mobile you got some running in there some rpo um but obviously you could do more with fields in the passing game but man that would be that would be so oh so incredible this team needs something man they just you, you just spent all this money and you're gonna roll out there with the like, cam or Callan mind like do something. Let's go. Let's go. Let's straight up. Send We're it. Straight up, boys. Let's go. Hey, Sorry, I, I, just, I, I really, uh, hope, I really hope it happens. Man, I can't wait till they trade out of the first round and we don't get to see a pick on night <laughs> one again. That's gonna be great. That's gonna be so infuriating. <laughs> I, I will scream. I'll be very upset. As soon as they trade out of the first round, I'm turning the draft off. <laughs> yeah. Twitter can keep me up to date on the rest of it yeah. at that point. A trade is in the Patriots. <laughs> Patriots traded 15 for six second round picks. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Good night. We should see you tomorrow. <laughs> well, like one thing I want to point out too, like how many more years realistically do we have of Belichick? And how many more draft picks is he going to really see coming down the line come to fruition, like in terms of 
really making big impacts. I'm talking not just this year, but like more so in the next two years, like the guy, you know, might be willing to, he might be able he, if there's ever a time for him to be a little bit more loose with draft capital, it, you know, I, it could be towards the end of his career where, you know, he's not going to have to quite worry as much about what those ramifications, uh, ramifications or risk factors could have. Um, but also it could give him a chance to, again, be aggressive in the draft for once. Yeah. I mean, they're aggressive in free agency, uh, which was weird. So them being aggressive in the draft would be weird. And that would be right on brand for this off season. So like they, they literally took the two top tight ends after drafting two of the year. Like, it's just, when we talk aggressive, like, they they were just meat spinning out there, just spending, like, like drunken sailors. I mean, it, it just, it, it boggles my mind. It would, it would really blow my mind if they didn't do anything big in the draft. And like you said, we have 10 picks. Whatever they mortgage early on, like, if they were to send, like, one, a first and a third this year, or a first and a second and like a, a potential another high round pick in the future to move up. Like you've got the later round picks to kind of fill in the pieces uh, for the roster later yeah. in the draft. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I So I, I need them to take quarterback. I need it. I need, I need, I need. If they do not go quarterback round one, and if they do not get one of the top five quarterbacks, I'm just going to say it on the surface. This draft is a, a waste of time and a bust. Yep. 100%. I think that's, yeah, that's pretty spot on. You, you know, I'd understand it more if they were, if, if they weren't aggressive, if they had brought in like a Fitzmagic or, or, I don't know if they had pulled some sort of swing deal, if they had gotten a Matthew Stafford or something, then it's whatever. Yeah. Like whatever. But the fact that if it's like, we're sitting here and it's like, Oh, I really hope they do that. But if, if they don't, if they just don't do it, then we're, then we're all, we're all rocking cam jerseys, boys. I mean, I don't or stud, know. Or stud man. Uh, yeah. I don't know. No, 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 Jonathan. No, I'm just Studman is toast. It, I the dream scenario obviously is, is to get the top end quarterback. The dream of the dream scenario is for them to get the quarterback and add uh, a, a one of those re- receivers, not the top tier, because you're not going to get like a Fields and a Jalen Waddle. That's just literally impossible without selling the literally selling out the rest <laughs> of your draft picks for, for the foreseeable future. But uh I would love them to get like a, I think it's possible to swing like a Trey Lance and a Rashad Bateman. I think that's possible. That'd be hot. When I think would it they, would cost a bitch. When would they get Bateman in that scenario for you? I, I think you got to trade up from, you got to trade up from the second back into the first, but I think it's doable. <laughs> oh, no. All right. So Belichick's going to be ripping shots before this draft. I, I like, I like the sound of that. I, I'm all in. If Belichick drafts a first round wide receiver, I'm all in. I know I, you are. Track record with I that, know he, you are. He takes complete studs in the first round wide receivers. See, if he were smart, he would pray that Bateman fell to like the beginning of round two and then trade up for Bateman so that he can't have the first round choke job 
Right. Uh, then he could be a second round job like uh, Aaron Dobson. What a stud he was. True. But Funny. that one, people have already forgotten about that until you remembered. <laughs> no one really forgets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, just, just let Bill take a take a undrafted guy or a guy in the seventh, you know, and have him flash a little, like, you know, have like three good weeks like Kemberl Tompkins did like eight years ago. We'll just do that. Did you, know? did you say take an undrafted guy in the seventh? No, I said take an undrafted guy or take a guy in the seventh. Okay. Okay. It's no, it's not a Nick Folk and uh, fucking Nick Foles thing. You know, don't worry <laughs> about it. All right. But uh, Nick Folk back. I mean, you know, they might they they are going to probably have to draft a kicker though. I mean, that is. That is something they're gonna have to do again because they. No, but, no, they have Robert Aguayo, the greatest college kicker in in history, just chilling on the practice squad. Former yeah. second round pick, Fendi. Yeah, I'm all set there. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, draft wise, Pat's draft wise, um, you know, do we got anything else really on you know drafts a, a week from? uh last night you know it's the morning right now um but uh, uh it's actually the evening shut up ryan i guess you're right fucking central time bias um yeah uh is there any other any other thoughts really you know i think we've really hammered home the, the main points especially the quarterback point and how we feel about all of it um but yeah, just to close out, do we got any just any final Johns that we want to get off our chest here? Um, no, Foxborough Files is going to have a big, um, big smart analyst, draft analyst guy on on the pod next week. So keep an eye out for that right before the NFL draft starts. Draft analyst. Yep. Big time. Yeah. T- huh? We got big time guests. Big time guest. Yeah. Can you leak it? Nope. You just gotta, just gotta oh, listen. Oh wow! Follow Big the Twitter. Time. Yo, DS. My sources are telling me it's. Uh, I won't say names, but it's a, a course. It's a PC John. Unsurprisingly, per sources. Per sources. All right. Well. Good. Good to know. I will. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, I'll. I'll listen. Uh. You know, follow Foxborough Files at Files Foxborough on uh, Twitter. Um, you can follow Mouthin' Off Sports at Mouthin' Off Radio. That's where we'll tweet out this pod and we'll retweet the other pods too. And you can follow Jonathan's Cool Zone as well as Nick Browns, who's not here. Fuck Nick. Um, at the Cool Zone pod on Twitter as well. All your Celtics news. Um, good win tonight, by the way. They played the Suns. That was a good win. Not, we're not a basketball pod here, though. Um, and of course, Ryan's fixing to talk sports. Ryan, uh, it's a good pod you got going there, sir, as well. The kid is about to hit his 20th episode. Um, so shout out to fixing to talk sports as well, all under the mouth and off umbrella. And we are the OG flagship mountain off pod of course dan sadik here with ryan brown zach lacy and jonathan sullivan 
Boys, I bid you adieu. Almost heaven, West Virginia, Blue Ridge Mountains, Shenandoah River. Life is older, older than the trees, younger than the mountains, growing like a breeze. Country roads, take me home to the place. Blue water, dark and